David Bible Quiz, turn to the book of St. John. We're in chapter 19. We'll be starting in verse 17 tonight. You have that? Turn there to it. I get uh, someone to read. Let's see, what do I need? Uh, 17 through 27, please. I'll do it. Okay. And, and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew, Golgotha. For they crucified him and two others with him, on either side one, and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam woven from the top throughout. They said therefore among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, they parted my raiment amongst them, and for my vesture they did, not, they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciples, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her unto his own home. Okay. So, John focuses more on the personal side of the crucifixion than he does the, uh, the humiliation and the suffering that, uh, and the beatings that took place even while Jesus was in route to be crucified. He simply states, he bearing his cross went forth uh, to a place excuse me, called Golgotha, place of the skull. He don't mention the things that the other Gospels, some of the other Gospels mentions about uh, the, the humiliation, the insults, or even uh, that they compelled Simon of Cyrene to bear the cross uh, to, for Jesus Christ. Uh, John doesn't mention any of that. He just, he just says they crucified him and two others with him in the middle. It, it's what he, he says. And, and then he takes us back to Pilate. Uh, who, who uh, he's the one who cratered under the pressure by the Jewish people, and uh, and knowing that he was having an innocent man crucified, he he catered to them anyway for fear they would uh, make up stories and send to Caesar about him. He knew that'd get him in trouble. So he, now he seizes the chance to get even. You, you ever notice in uh, in our politics today how? They'll let something go by that's just egregious, and everybody looks at it and says, how in the world they do that? And then six months down the road, or eight months down the road, they start trying to get even with them. You know, uh, you know, it's the same thing going on now when they tried to, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Get rid of Trump. Uh, 
impeach Donald Trump. Now they're trying to impeach. It's just, it's just a blah, 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 back and forth all the time. And uh, so that's kind of the way uh, Pilate was also. So he seizes this chance to get even with them by insulting them. And, uh, and John records this, that uh, he had uh, an inscription made and put on the cross in three different languages. He had to use three different languages because there were three languages spoken in that area that were common that people used. They didn't all speak the same language. They probably could all spoke these three, but he wanted to make sure what he wrote, everybody there could read. And so, uh, and, and so uh, he, uh, that everybody could read this, uh, what he wrote. And, and uh, what did he write? Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And the Jews said that he's not our king. He's not our king, and uh, and so this uh, th this insult to these priests that said he's not our king, and uh, and 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 he just said that he was. Now look at the way they do things. I mean, it's just ridiculous what uh, the way they're acting here. And in the meanwhile, there's still an innocent man dying. And of course, we know God orchestrated this whole thing, and we're going to see here in a minute all the scriptures that were fulfilled. Uh, from the Old Testament uh, that were spoken of, of this very day. And, uh, and, and it's pleasing to me that John, filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, and I, he was filled with the Holy Ghost after Jesus resurrected and ascended and had already gone back to glory. Uh, but he also recognized the things that he had been taught all of his life and studied all of his life. Uh, he, and he was able to look back and see that the things that Christ did were really there. They were really spoken of. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people who don't think songs are important in, in worship. Songs are very important in worship. And a lot of things that Jesus Christ spoke on the cross were written, guess where? In the Psalms. In the Psalms. Yeah. In Psalms. In poetry that were sung about someone they didn't in hundreds, hundreds of years before Christ was even born. And they, 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 they wrote things, even things that he would say, what it would look like. I mean, it was just amazing when you go back and look in the Old Testament and see the things that they wrote that long ago and in, in the Psalms and in the prophets concerning him and who he was and the exact thing that was written about him is exactly what happened. And, uh, and there, you know, there, there's this, uh, I don't know where y'all ever heard it or not, but there's a conspiracy theory that people say that this was all just hoopla, this was something that was written, uh, you know, and they've, they've proved that the, the writings that they found, they've been able to date those writings. So they, they, if, they, if you believe that there's a conspiracy, it had to start from the earliest time of, of writing and go all the way to through a couple of 3,000 years or more until Christ came and it was an ongoing story and all of a sudden this guy wakes up one day and says, I think I'll just do that. I think I'll just go there and start up trouble and get myself crucified. <laughs> now, now how ridiculous does that sound? How ridiculous does that sound? And so, yeah, we know there's a lot of people who don't believe in Christ and they don't believe in him for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of them that believe in him, but they don't, they don't believe him as the scripture said. And so th these are the things that, that are spoken of today and people, that's why it's so important to read and study your Bible, Old and New Testament. Get you a good reference Bible. 
And when you see these scriptures and these things that are read, read look over in the reference side and it'll usually give you the Old Testament scripture you can go back and look at and it will tell you where this came from. And, and it'll be, and, it, and you can even get a Bible that shows the dates that they think the, these books were written. And you can even look at the length of time if you, if you choose to between the time it was written and the time it occurred in the New Testament. It's, it's just, it's crazy how accurate what they say, well, it ain't crazy to us because we know who wrote all of it. We know who instigated all of it. We know who inspired all of it. And he knew from the, yeah, Jesus said he was crucified from the foundation of the world. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. He was, well, he didn't say that, Paul did, but he was crucified from the foundation of the world. And, and so uh, uh, he was, he was uh, it was always meant to be and God knew this and he just gave hints and pictures of this yeah, if you ever study the Old Testament, you'll realize everything in there is a shadow or a type of something that becomes real. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's, 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 it's like looking into a mirror and you see the image, but the image in the mirror is not you. Okay? When you move, it's gone. And so the New Old Testament is like that with Christ. He's there. His image is there. The picture of him is there. Uh, what he's doing is there. What he's going to do for us is there. But it's not a reality till he does it. Amen? Amen. And, and that's the same way with our Christianity. Our Christianity means nothing until we live it. Amen? It, it, you can't just say it. you got to live it and do it. And once you live it and do it, now it's a reality. Until then, it's just a picture of what you know to do. You just had not done it yet. And so that's the way it is uh, with all the Scripture. So... Um, uh, they asked him to tear this this sign down, and they and he wouldn't do it. He, he put his foot down finally, and, and said he wasn't going to do this. Now uh, he he refuses to change that sign. Now John focuses on the soldiers uh, that nailed Jesus to the cross. What did they do before they nailed after they lifted him up? What did they do at the foot of his cross? They started gambling over his clothing. Right. They started gambling over his clothing. What does that tell you about the man on the cross? He was naked. A lot, you never see this portrayal, but he was nude. He, he was as humiliated as a Jewish man could be. Now listen, we're talking about the man who is our high priest in glory. And if you remember the priest vesture that, that was made for him, and God told him them not only what to do with their garments, he told them what to do with their undergarments and he gave a reason why they needed to wear undergarments. Anybody remember it? Because when they walked up on these platforms, he didn't want people seeing up under their, their skirting. And so, so all of this is done. And so, uh, so Jesus fulfilled this and they, they have his coat uh, and uh, they have his, his clothes and they begin to, to uh, 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 tear it into parts and uh, every soldier uh, uh, got a part until they came to his coat. Now what was peculiar about his coat? It had no seam in it. Now some of you ladies that do stitching uh, might explain this to, to all of the rest of us goofy guys. We don't know what all that means. Uh, but it was woven without seams. Y'all, any y'all? <laughs> I mean, it had to be whoever made it had to measure Christ and to make sure that 
how it fitted, and it fitted in perfect without a seam. Okay. It's just his Didn't his mama make that? Yeah. No, Mary Mary made that for him. And, and so when they got to this coat, they, they noticed that it was different from every other coat that they had seen or, or had access to. It was without seam. So they didn't want to tear it. So they began to gamble to see which one of them would be lucky enough to win this valuable piece of garment. And uh, now, don't get the, you got to understand all clothing, clothing and garments and cloth was valuable then because of the process it took to make it into that. Okay, so they, they were scavengers where the, where the crucifixion was and the clothing that came off of these people they crucified, these soldiers got it and, and they would use it. I uh, don't know what they did with it, Bible don't say. So they cast lots to see who would, would have it and uh, unknown to these people, the whole time they were doing this kind of stuff, they were fulfilling scripture. Mm -hmm. And that <coughs> You think we're fulfilling scripture today, maybe? You mm -hmm. think governments and the world and mm -hmm. scripture is being fulfilled <coughs> today? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that is too. Uh, I, I really do. It's not uh, the platform is being staged. Yeah, it's all being set up, isn't it? And so in verse 24, it says, let us not rend uh, uh, this coat, but cast lots for it and uh, see whose it will be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith they parted my raiment among, among them, uh, uh, among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. And these things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now, these soldiers didn't have a clue about anything. For sure, they were Romans. And, uh, and so what they fulfilled was what was written in Psalm 22 and 18. Mm -hmm. It was fulfilled. That was a scripture that was written in the psalm that had been sung or quoted in, in, uh, in their worship times. And, it, and it's, it simply states, they put my garments among them and cast lots for my vesture. That's what it said. Another thing about having a scene that's a weak spot. There was nothing weak about our Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, any time you cut a piece of garment and sew it together, you have a chance of it eventually over time coming apart. So with no scene. And also with a scene, they could tear it easily. But a solid piece of garment would have shredded it trying to tear it apart. But that was what they fulfilled was from Psalm chapter uh, 22, uh, verse 18, is, is uh, what they actually fulfilled uh, while, they were, while they were doing this. And so it's, it's amazing to me that, uh, that, that the things that are written in the Old Testament and prophesied in the Old Testament and written in the Psalms in the Old Testament are all being fulfilled concerning the crucifixion of Christ. And if anybody before that time had ever read these things, you know they were bewildered as to what was being said about who. Remember uh, when Philip went and fastened himself to the chariot that the Ethiopian eunuch was on, and he was reading from the book of Isaiah. And he wanted to know who this guy was writing about. Was he writing about himself, or was he writing about somebody else? And so when they read the Old Testament, and they read uh, the first five books that Moses wrote and they read the prophets and they did read, read the prophets. Uh, they, when it spoke about Jesus and it spoke about this man, the man of sorrows, the man who would be persecuted, the man that would suffer 
He would, he would have no comeliness. He, he ain't going to be a handsome guy. Did y'all know the scripture says Jesus ain't handsome? It does. He wasn't even handsome. I mean, he wasn't anybody that somebody looked at and said, Wow, look at that guy. You couldn't pick him out of a crowd. No, no. He was just common as common. Isn't that just like God? Isn't that just like God? He, he, he don't do things the way we do. We, we want a big show. God's not about a show. Oh, he's going to put on a demonstration one of these days like uh, unreal. And, and there was a demonstration put on at his birth, but it only came to shepherds. He came in humility. <laughs> he, came in humility. he did. He came in humility, and he persisted in humility the whole time he was alive. And, and now in verse 25, uh, the, the, John turns to the human, more human side of this again. Uh, that's what he's doing here. And he talks about who is next to the cross with Jesus. They're looking at Jesus. And we see in verse 25, his mother was there. His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas. Now, Cleophas is uh, one of the two men that was on the road to uh, Emmaus that Jesus walked up and talked to. And they didn't recognize who he was. And so uh, he... Uh, I didn't realize until this that, uh, that his wife was also named Mary and he, she was a sister to the mother Mary. Okay, see that? Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleopas. And, and, and also Mary Magdalene was there. So there were three Marys standing there and John was with them. Now he don't mention uh, any, any other... Uh, disciples standing there with him. It says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved. Now, that, this is the reference to John himself. That's the way he refers to himself in his gospel, as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And, uh, and, and said unto him, Woman, behold thy son. Then he said unto the disciple, Behold thy mother. Now, you can understand why John referred to himself as the disciple Jesus loved because he entrusted his mother to him. Evidently, Joseph's already dead. Now, what's, what's unusual or ironic about Jesus doing this from the cross? Anybody? Why is, it, why is this odd that this happened? Nobody? Well, what's odd about it is Jesus has four brothers and sisters. Okay. okay. Yeah. The scripture tells us their names. Don't ask me to name all of them, but James is one of them. Simon is one. Uh, Judah or Jude, Judas is another one. And there's a fourth one. I can't remember what his name was. And then the scripture says that he had also sisters. And when it says that, it's where he was in Galilee, where in his home, and they were rejecting him, and they, they said, isn't he the brother, and don't he have these sisters, you know, and they named them, all but the girls, they never named any of the sisters. So Jesus had other sisters, and uh, had sisters that are unnamed, and so it's odd that Jesus would give his disciple uh, the custody of his mother instead of his brother. True followers. Well, at that time they weren't, yeah. but 
I believe I believe they were here. I believe they I don't believe they were here at the cross with them, but I believe that when Jesus died that they later came to Mary because we, we see in the book of Acts and and uh, when it describes who all was in the upper room, the 120, and he named off the disciples that were there. And then he also said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren were there. So his brothers were there on the day of Pentecost. We knew that. And those people that were, were sent, uh, came to uh, Pentecost, or the upper room, were sent during the time of the, the ascension of Christ. So those brothers evidently were with Mary and when they were commanded by this anchor boy, when they saw Jesus rise from the dead, <laughs> they, they were not unbelievers anymore. Okay, But see, this hadn't taken place yet. This is before this. So Jesus gives, and, and there's another thing here that, that we need to consider. Jesus knew that John was going to be the only one that would live long enough to take care of his mother till she died. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the scripture never tells us when Mary dies. Matter of fact, I don't think uh, Mary, uh, well, we don't know when Joseph died, the scripture don't say, uh, but I don't think the scripture even mentions Mary, the mother of Jesus, after the first part of Acts. I don't think it ever even mentions her again. And, and so, uh, uh, but Jesus thought it, it, it necessary for someone to take care of his mother, okay? And so that, that was what he did on a personal level for, to reward her uh, for, for being who she was, and, uh, and he wanted her taken care of. It's, uh, and it said, and from that hour, from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. So John took care of her, uh, presumably, until she died. And uh, like I said, we don't know really how much time elapsed before they started killing. Uh, we know that James, the brother of John, was the first uh, martyr. Uh, he was uh, uh, killed uh, for Christ. And, uh, and so uh, they began to be killed during the time of great persecution. Any questions about any of this? Yeah, verse, verse uh, 25. Uh -huh. uh, how many people did you come up with there? I said there was uh, Jesus, now there stood by the cross, Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. So it mentions three women right there. And, and we know that John's with them because that's who Jesus gives her to. So four people, including John, that he, that he mentions here. I see four. You do? Well, that's what I said, four. <laughs> Now, Cleopas could have been there. It don't say he wasn't there, but it mentions uh, that his wife, Mary, the sister of Mary, uh, the wife of Cleopas. It don't say Cleopas is there, but he could have been. Jesus' mother, Mary. Uh -huh. Okay, and then his mother's sister, which would be his aunt. Right. The wife of Cleopas. No, if you, if you, if you look at it like that, you've got two sisters there. And they're both named Mary. That's right. No. I see four people there. He got his, he's got his mother, and then he's got his aunt, and then that other Mary, the wife of the wife of Cleophas, then Mary Magdalene. That's what I see. Okay. It, Jesus, his mother Mary, and his mother's sister Mary. No, no. Uh -uh. 
Because if it was Mary, and then Mary, the oh, I see, and his mother's sister. Okay, I got you. Hey, I'm wrong. I see it. Yeah, it's Okay, so he says there's there stood by the cross Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister. Come, Mary, the wife of Cliff. Okay, thank you for that. Because I did, I read through it too fast. And, and you know, in Arkansas, we don't use commas. No, we use no kind of punctuation. <laughs> None at all. You don't even use a question, Mom. No. <laughs> Period for nothing. <laughs> okay. Thank you for clearing that up. You can see any parentheses there. All together, you know. Okay. Uh, you're right. There's four people there. What it is. And it does not name Mary's sister, does it? Don't give her a name. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the fulfillment of prophecy over centuries. The first words in Psalm 22, yeah. My God, my God, why has that forsaken me? That's right. And see, John don't even record that here. It's recorded in some other Gospels. Yeah. And, it, and it's Psalm 22, verse 1. And that was the way it started off. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and so all of the, all the things Christ said on the cross, except maybe this, I found no reference in the Old Testament to the about of giving his mother to anyone else. But that don't mean it didn't happen. But most of the stuff that he said was recorded already in, in the Old Testament. Okay. Any other questions or comments? <coughs> Okay, uh, would somebody read for me uh, verses uh, 28 uh, through 37, please? Don't be bashful. I will. Thank you. <clears throat> After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon a hyssop and put it into his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Mm -hmm. The Jews therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day. He saw Pilate and their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. When they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already and they broke not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. Forthwith came there out blood and water and he saw it bear record that his record is true and he knoweth that he saith true that he might believe for these things there were done that the scriptures should be fulfilled a bone of him shall not be broken how far do you want me to read 37 and again another scripture saith they shall look on him who they pierced. Okay. So, as, as we look at these scriptures right here, we and we see uh, what's going on, like I said, these things that Jesus 
uh, said and did on the cross, he did fulfilling scripture. And uh, Jesus is the Word. The Bible says that it, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the Word. And, uh, and he understands the Word. He knows the Word. He knows it better than anybody on earth. And, and he knows the Word. And so uh, he, he said, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. Now, see what it says there? He knowingly. He, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. And when he said that, what did they give him? They gave him a sponge with vinegar in it. Yeah. Then they put it to his lips. You know what they used that for originally? Yeah, it was a... Wipe their butts, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know I, that. I've looked it up before. Yeah, that's how they used to clean uh, themselves. Clean themselves, wow. Yeah. But it so fulfilled... it's even more insult type deal. Yeah. So it, it fulfilled a... a, a, a a scripture of Psalm 69 and 21, and the scripture reads, They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. And so that's why he said, I thirst, and that's, and he was thirsty. Has any of y'all ever lost a lot of blood? This is an indication that Jesus Christ was actually bleeding to death. Uh, any of y'all ever lost that much blood? Yeah. I lost enough that you got so weak I couldn't hardly move. Yeah. You're like a deer sometimes they'll run. Yeah. And they'll they'll run the water if they yeah. get injured. Yeah. Or they lose blood. Like yeah. That, you know. Yeah. I like to bled to death uh, yeah. in nineteen seventy seven and I went to begging for water. And uh man I I can relate to it. When you lose that much blood, your mouth gets cottony dry. And because your blood is what takes the water and takes it, circulates it inside your body. And uh, when you lose that blood, you lose that. So you begin to dehydrate very, very quickly. And so that's why what Jesus was experiencing was, uh, was dehydration from loss of blood because he had bled so much. And, you know, that blood, a lot of people don't understand this, but he is the, the, the lamb. Of, he is the Passover lamb. He's the perfect lamb of sacrifice. And he's losing his blood. His blood's got to be shed. Why? That's the way we're redeemed. We're redeemed by his blood. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, our forgiveness and, and everything. And so this is what he was doing when he said that. And that was the scripture that he was uh, fulfilling. When it says that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith I thirst, in verse 29 is the scripture that he fulfilled. And then it says, when he had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now this came, this comes from Isaiah chapter 53, uh, verse, this is, uh, this is not Psalms this time. Uh, let me read you verses 10 through 12 from Isaiah 53. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, 
and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bared the sin of many, and, and made intercession for these transgressors. And so when he when he said it is finished, this is what he had accomplished. He had he had borne the sins of many, and he 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 uh, he had made intercession for the transgressions of mankind by the shedding of his own blood. And that's why the scripture says in the New Testament, he that knew no sin became sin for us. That's what he was doing on the cross, and and that's what he was accomplishing here. And uh, and then it, it goes on. Uh, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation. Now, remember that. It's the time of preparation for the, uh, the sheep of the Passover to be prepared to be eaten. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what they're talking about here. Mm -hmm. They're preparing. This, this is what's happening to Jesus as he's being prepared as the lamb. And he's, he's dying. And, uh, and so, uh, well, it says that he just died. Uh, it, it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Have you ever heard anybody refer to someone dying as giving up the ghost? First time I ever read this scripture, I started referring to, to, and I was at work one day and I was talking about, I was talking about somebody dying. I said, well, when did he give up the ghost? And they went, what? And <laughs> they didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, well, that's what happened to Christ when he died. He gave up the ghost. He died. Well, that's, anyway, that, that's just one of the things that I thought about. And it, and it says it was the preparation that the body should not be remain on the cross. They were so worried about the preparation and doing their little ritual, their legalistic ritual, getting it down, they were, could care less about these men on the cross. I mean, think about that. Now, we need to be compassionate and sympathetic, don't we? We don't, certainly don't need to be rude uh, about things. But these people were just heartless and, and, and it was terrible uh, the way they did. And so they, they didn't want the bodies to remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For that Sabbath day was, uh, was a high day. And they asked Pilate uh, that, to have the soldiers to break the legs uh, that they, so they could be taken away. They didn't want to leave them on that cross so they died because the, the time of the Passover began at dark, at sundown that day was the beginning of Passover. That's why they're preparing the lamp because their days are not like our days. Their Saturday, uh, their Sabbath day started at dark on Friday and ended at dark on Saturday. That's the way their days work. And so that, that's what they were trying to do. They wanted these bodies down before it got dark. Is what they were talking about, and there wasn't a whole lot of time, and so because uh, they, they evidently they knew that sometimes people would last for hours and hours and hours upon the cross, and and so uh, the soldiers came, they break the legs of the of the first, and then the other, uh, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already, and they did not break his legs. Is this important? More prophecy. More prophecy. It, if he had broken his legs, the prophecy would have been untrue. And if the prophecy in the scripture is untrue, then it's all untrue. Amen? Amen. And so for Psalm 34 and 20, that's what it says. He keepeth all his bones, not a one of them was broken. That's amazing, isn't it? Not a one of them was broken. It, it's what it says. And so, uh, so one of the soldiers 
took a spear, they pierced his side, forthwith came there out water and blood. John himself would address this in, uh, in, in 1 John uh, as, he, as he wrote about some things in 1 John chapter 5, verses uh, 6 through 8. Listen to what he, he writes there. He explains the, the, what happened here with the blood and the water. It says, uh, this is 1 John chapter 5, verse 6 through 8. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the, the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is true. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. So when, when Jesus gave up the ghost, and they didn't break his legs, and, uh, and uh, they pierced his side and outflowed the water, and the blood. This is what John was talking about when he wrote about that in 1 John chapter 5. Now in, in verse 35, and he saw, and he, and he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, uh, truth that you might believe. So it's important that we believe the word of God. Now let me tell you what, there's a, there's a great movement on to, to try to cause people to lose faith in the validity of the written Bible that we have. Amen? They're constantly, constantly trying to say, well, that's what it says, but that's not what it means. And when you begin to, that's why interpretation is so important in Scripture. Now, are we going to get it all right? No. But there are some things we better get right. Amen? And, you know, uh, somebody, a lot of times we argue over stuff and, and the people that's arguing with you and the one you're arguing and, and the one that's doing the arguing may both be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. You know, we spend a lot of time arguing over who's right and who's wrong and, and it's, it's always one thing you got to know. The Word is always right and God is always right. And so these, uh, so these things were done that the scripture should be filled, bone of him should not be broken. And again, another scripture that, that, uh, that saith, they shall look on him whom they have pierced. And so that, that scripture right there is from Psalm chapter 22 again, verse 16. Y'all get home read Psalm 22 and underline the things that you see that happened on the cross and that were said on the cross. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. Now in Revelation, the Bible tells us that uh, those who, who crucify, when Jesus comes, they will see the one whom they have pierced. They're going to recognize him when he comes. When they see him again, they're going to know who he is. And y'all, I saw it again uh, the other night before we left to go to uh, uh, Arkansas. I was telling y'all, I think Sunday night, maybe, or Sunday, about seeing where the Jewish people were at the wedding wall praying for the Messiah to come. I saw it again. It was different people. They're coming by the thousands from inside Israel to that wedding wall. And they're praying for Messiah to come. That's what they're praying for. <laughs> so... Uh, Man, 
That's, it's just amazing to, to see that and see those Jewish people with their hands raised up and they're praying from the side to come. And uh, they don't know yet that he already has been killed him. But before it's over with, they're going to know that. And when they see him, when they see him come and he puts his feet on the Mount of Olives, they're going to see that. They're going to see the one whom they have pierced. And they're going to know that's who he is. They're going to know. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. And, and so we're fortunate as Gentiles, we believe on him. Those 1.6% Jewish people who are, are Christians are fortunate that they believe that. Amen? And that's why the scripture says they're blind in part. There's some of them that aren't blind. And, and uh, there's, a, there's quite a few of them. And so we need to be in prayer for those, uh, our brothers and sisters especially over there, but we need to... You know, the, the thing about the war, I want the Jews to win too. I want them to, to be able to live in peace. I want that. But my greater prayer for them is is that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and that's, they're not going to do it as a nation as a nation to a certain time, but they, they're still individuals that can find Jesus and be saved. And so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of them speaking up over there. And so we need to be praying for those, uh, our brothers and sisters over there, that they can help as many uh, come to know Jesus Christ while they're still living, right now, uh, as, as they can. So uh, we still got a few minutes. Somebody go ahead. Any questions about this? Yes, sir. <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> and, uh, that's verse 31, where that emphasis is on that. Uh, where it says, for that Sabbath day was a high day. Your regular Sabbath days, was there regular Sabbath days and then a high Sabbath also? Yes. They they celebrated the Passover on the, was the high Sabbath for them. They, and now that Sabbath celebration went for a period of time. That's what Jesus was doing there. He came there for the Passover celebration. <coughs> but that preparation of that lamb for that Passover celebration where they went inside and, and ate that lamb uh, and they didn't break a bone in the lamb that they slaughtered. I hope y'all know that. The, the reason Jesus' bones wasn't break wasn't just because of prophecy. It was the way God gave them the instruction to prepare the Passover lamb in Exodus where he said, don't break its bones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's cool stuff to me. And they took it and he told them how to prepare it what to fix with it. That's what they were preparing. And they ate this meal at, after dark on Friday night. Mm -hmm. What we would call Friday night. And yeah, so this was the high Sabbath for them. The reason I was asking, you know, on our calendar, Easter time, Good Friday, and most people believe that he was crucified on Friday. But this emphasis here, that Sabbath day was a high day, and I've had it preached to me and taught that, uh, and I've got a chart there at the house. Now, I know these footnotes in any of our study Bibles, that's just that, okay. you know, man's interpretation. It's not scripture. And I've got a chart there at the house, and it shows how it broke down and everything breaks it down, and it shows that he was crucified on a Wednesday evening. And then that'd give you from Wednesday evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening. That'd give you three full days and three nights. 
then sometime after Saturday evening, between then and early the next morning, his resurrection. Right. And I've also been taught, and I don't know if it's true, that, that you know, whenever uh, Lazarus died and Jesus carried to the fourth day, I've been taught, or I've heard that uh, the Jews, whenever they, somebody passed away, they believed that the body or the spirit hung around. For three days. For three days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why he waited, according to historians and scholars, that's why he waited till the fourth day to go to Lazarus's tomb to dispel that. But scripture don't tell us that. But here, here's the thing, what you're talking about, if you're talking about men who believe that he, the scripture means he'll have to be in the grave for a full three 24-hour day period. Well, he said, that's what he said he would do. Yeah, but they didn't do time then like we do now. Like, this is what Sunday, I... There's some sunrise or Sunday evening right. time. And, and also, he died, if, if he died on a Friday, they counted Friday as that day because he was put in the tomb that night. So they counted that that day. And then they counted because he died on Friday, if you want to believe it was Friday. And, and so it counted, it wasn't, didn't have to be 24 hours. When Saturday came, that was the second day he was in the tomb. Because they put him in the tomb before it got dark. So that was still to them was that day. And, and so when they look at it, they counted that Friday as one day, they counted that Sabbath day as the second day, and they counted even though he resurrected on Sunday morning early, when it got daylight, he, they counted that day. That was the three days that they counted. And, and, and I know I've, I've read these different opinions, and right, wrong, and different, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have any way of knowing which one's right. Well, all the miracles that Jesus did to prove that he was sent from God, and they kept saying, well, give us another sign, give us another sign. And finally, he made the statement that there's not going to be any more signs given but the sign of Jonas. Mm -hmm. And then he says, for as Jonas was three days and three nights mm -hmm. in the belly of a whale, so shall the Son of Man yeah. be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Yeah. I, I don't know, Brother Sam. I, I, I can't argue with you over that. I'm not arguing with you. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't verify one way or the other. Well, the way I understand it, it's just me. He didn't say three days. He said the third day. Well, he, he's talking about the, the sign of Jonah that he was referring to. I'm not to. talking about Jonah, I'm talking about Yeah, but Jesus said that. That's what he's saying. I'm not arguing with you. No. It's, that's one of those things that it can be interpreted several different ways, but the thing about it is, he said on the third day he's going to get up. He got it. He did. And that's it. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference. And if you, the thing about it, if, you, if you've got a certain opinion, and you want to, you know, and, and there's five opinions, they're going to find scripture to support their opinion. And, and it's, it's, it's easily done. You can. You can make the word say what you want it to. But there's one truth in there. I do believe he rose the day after the Sabbath day. I believe that Super Sabbath was the Sabbath of the celebration of the Passover, was what they were talking, referring to as the High Sabbath. That was the highest celebration that they had in all of Israel was that day because it was the day of deliverance when the angels, uh, when the Lord said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I don't know all those things. I do know the Jewish calendar is way different from ours. Mm -hmm. They don't do 29, 28 days. They don't have a leap year. They do 30, 
30 days and, and so that's why at Christmas, I mean at Easter, our celebration changes every year. Theirs don't. Ours does because we have a different calendar schedule than they do. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's so much confusion about the dates and the times and we have to be careful if we look at it from the American calendar, then the, the days would be different. But the Jewish calendar is not like our calendar. Yeah, that's, that's what they're looking at from the Jewish calendar. That's yeah. why I'm on that chart showed Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I, all I know is he did rise from the dead. If well, he didn't rise from the dead, everything we're doing is just, it's just in vain. You, you can support that. They can support that because Deuteronomy tells, tells us the scripture, and I don't remember where it's at, that a, a body's not supposed to hang on a tree overnight. So you can support that if they want to believe that it was that days and nights, three three days and three nights. And so like I said, there's a lot of different ideas out there. You just have to kind of pick one to go with it or or, or believe all four, all of them. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I, do, I do believe that he rose. You know, that's why uh, Christianity is uh, celebrated on Sundays. You know, it's because that's the day of the resurrection. He it, and the Bible declares it was the first day of the week, first day of the week. And we also know that uh, that the, the the lamb was prepared the evening of the night they ate it. wasn't prepared on Thursday. It was prepared on Friday before their Sabbath day, what we would call Friday. Uh, the day before their Sabbath day, at, at dark is when they ate that thing. They went in and, and sat down and ate that thing and didn't come back out. And so that's what they were celebrating. So it does say that the preparation of the lamb was was taking part when this happened. So we do know this day that this happened was that day before the Sabbath. I mean, we know that from this scripture. So that's why they warned him down. They were preparing the... Uh, the uh, where does it say that? Yeah, verse 31. Uh, the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day. We saw Pilate that their legs might be broken, that he might be taken down. And uh, it was in that same verse, the, the Jews therefore, because it was preparation, is the reason they gave for that. So they were preparing that lamb uh, for their Passover celebration. Now the priest and all didn't have to necessarily, the, and uh, I don't know whether they were, the high priest had to take part in that or not. I know that each family had to raise its own sheep, and it had to be of the first year. It had to be just like the, the Bible said in Exodus. They had to raise their own sheep and prepare that sheep the way the Exodus told them to. God told them in Exodus, and that's when they went in and, and served and they cooked it on fire. And there was some kind of deal about the leftovers. They were supposed to burn it all. There wasn't supposed to be any leftovers. And so, uh, anyway, that's I do know that much. And it was the day of that uh, preparation, which is, and he was still on that cross that day, which was the day uh, of uh, the beginning of Passover. Deuteronomy 21, 23 is the one that says about that not not staying yeah. not staying on a tree overnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know that that really had anything to do with their reasoning or not. I think it was more to do they didn't want to be around a dead body. They wanted to make sure he was dead for sure. And so that's why they wanted him to break the body, but uh, break the bones. But the Roman soldiers didn't do, they didn't work for the Sanhedrin. And so when they saw he was dead, they didn't do it. And they, that's when they pierced his side. Okay, we'll go ahead and, uh, I hope that's clear as mud to all y'all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this, uh, we'll go ahead and start in uh, verse 28 and finish that tra chapter next week. We'll be on the 8th of November. Bob, write that down. 38. You mean that's what I said, didn't I? November the 8th, verse 38. Well, you can read 28 again if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate y'all. And uh, it, uh, it's good to be back home. And uh, we did have a good time over there. At, uh, in Arkansas. At the uh, Pettigene uh, Park. Real, real nice. Y'all have a good chance to go over there and go and look at that beautiful scenery. Oh, that's pretty. The waterfall down there? The waterfall was dry as a bone. It is? <laughs> About a mile walk, though, eh? I didn't walk to it. I went to the overlook and looked right down. Well, I used to think about Marlton all the time. And you ever know old Buster Lee from Queen City? Yeah. That's where he come from. Really? Yeah. It, boy, Kent, man, he'll say he worked at Perth Mill for about a year. Yeah, we went and looked at that mill. Yeah. It don't... You know that bill's on a bill that don't let trucks come in there and bring logs to them? Yeah. Yeah. They just bring uh, uh, reject paper, don't they? Well, I think they bring it. The Arkansas River brings something in down there. I don't know if that's all paper. Yeah, I had to go see where all that smoke was coming from <laughs> out of those stacks, and sure enough, there was a. Well, who owns that bill now? Well, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay Packaging. Green Bay Packaging, that's, that was the name on the sign. That's it, you smelled it, I think. Yeah, I, I figured it did. It smelled about like one of them high beam meals. Carrie, you got something you want to share? I was just going to say thank y'all for helping us set out. You're welcome. That helped You're a lot. And y'all, uh, Sunday, Sunday night, we will uh, pack those boxes. That will be our service. We'll we'll spend just a little bit of time in prayer, and maybe Randy and Carrie want to share with us uh, some of the testimonies from these children. I don't know if y'all want to do that. Be good. Uh, I know y'all see some of that stuff. Uh, that uh, what what a work that is, and and uh, you know that these kids, most of these kids, that's getting these boxes don't get anything ever usually. So we're gonna we're gonna pray for them. We're going to pray for the boxes that they go to the children. And we're going to pray that when they open them, there'll be some Holy Ghost in there. Okay? And a little, little jump on them. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just making light. But, you know, you can, and, you know, pray for that. And, uh, and, and God can use that. So thank all y'all. I know they're, they're going to want to thank y'all for everybody bringing as much stuff as you have. And we appreciate you doing that. And uh, Carrie, you going to have to go buy anything else you know of? Um, yeah, but we're, we're going to finish up the fishing kits this week. So we'll have that back on Sunday, put yeah. them all together. And then I think I'm going to try and find some deodorant. I don't think we have enough of that. 
I had enough, you wouldn't take mine. I know. Well, they would have stolen it. They would have took it out. Yeah. It would be a late. Can't be with it. So. But anyway, but I think I'm going to try Amazon on that and see if I can get it here before Sunday. Probably can. You, you need money? No, sir. Uh, we had $360 to spend. Okay. So I think we're good. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I know a couple asked me tonight, you know, what can we do? So there she is. I'll find out. She'll tell you. She'll tell you what you can do. All right. Love y'all. We just stand. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come praising your holy name and thanking you, Lord, for, for allowing us to, to have the word. God, to, to have a church, to be a part of it, to, to be drawn to Jesus by the Holy Father and, and, and the that we were able to come to him and say yes to him and believe on him. Thank you, Lord, for, for allowing that to happen, for making a way for that to happen. And God, I thank you, Lord, that, that we know the light of the world. We know who he is. We know what he's done for us. We thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, it sounds strange to thank you for the crucifixion, but we do. We thank you, Lord, that, that Christ died for us. We thank you, Lord, that he did what we would not have ever been able to do for ourselves. And we thank you, Lord, that you made a way for us in, in our sinfulness to still be able to come to you. And we thank you, dear Lord, what Jesus has done. We, we don't even know the totality of what Christ has done in our lives. And we may never know until we get there with him and realize what he's done. And, and the great effect that it's going to have on our eternal destination. So God, help us to be faithful to him, to be true to him, to be loyal to him, and to never, ever, one time, be ashamed of him. God, thank you for being our God. Thank you for giving us your son. Thank you, Lord, for his birth, for his life, for his death, for his resurrection, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the promise that he's making a place for us to be and he's going to come back and get us. God, we ought to just shout when we think about that. But Lord, help us to be ready. Help us to be waiting. Help us to be watching. And help us to be working while we're here until you do come. Lord, thank you for being our God, for being our Savior. Cleanse us, wash us in that precious blood that we just read about he shed for us. And we're going to give you all the praise because we couldn't do it for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.